0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Ag Innovation News Podcast, presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. I'm Dan Scogan, your host for the Ag Innovation News Podcast, and guests on the program will shed light on innovations in value-added agriculture, will highlight important voices and work that's being done throughout the Minnesota ag sector, and educate the public about resources and organizations that support Minnesota agriculture. Today, we want to welcome to the Egg Innovation News podcast, Janita Flowers from Janita's Jar, a cookie with a message. Janita, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks, Dan. Great to be here today.
0: This is going to be fun because I think you have a great story. And let's start with the story on you yourself, a little background on you and a little history about Janita.
1: My name is Janita Flowers, born and raised in Minnesota. I grew up in St. Paul, went to the University of Minnesota. So I've been a Minnesota girl my entire life. And I have a large family. I'm one of Eight. And so my parents typically hosted all the family gatherings and my paternal grandmother would come over to my parents' home once a week when we were growing up and help my mom prepare meals for the week. And so my grandmother, who was from the South, Mississippi, we used to get some of the best stories. And so those stories happened in the kitchen while we were washing dishes, mixing up some sort of Southern delightful dish or baking some sort of dessert. And so some of my best childhood memories were from time spent in the kitchen with my family, hearing crazy stories laughing and just connecting.
0: And you turned that into a food business. Is that right?
1: Correct. So naturally, just from being in a family where you spend a lot of time in the kitchen, it just becomes a part of who you are, part of your DNA. But I knew from all of that, there were two things that I really, really wanted because everything we ate growing up was from scratch. I couldn't wait until I got my own apartment. I could buy a meal starter like hamburger helper because when I was growing up, that's kind of when the latchkey kid thing was going on. And so everybody got those instant meal starters. And so we never got those things as kids. Couldn't wait till I could buy that. And I couldn't wait until I didn't have to cook anything from scratch because that's all we did. And so fast forward to life as an adult, I found myself in an abusive relationship for many years and I didn't know this is what I was doing at the time, but I turned to baking as a way to manage the chaos of my life and the surroundings because it connected me to my childhood memories My best memories in my life. And so I didn't know that was going to turn into a business, but that literally was how I was able to survive during many years of my life. It brought so much life to me just from baking. And then I shared some of the baking with my kids and it kind of just sort of started organically during some of those years when friends of mine were having babies. I started baking cookies for baby showers and little functions that we'd have to connect. And I've always known I wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was 12 years old. And so it was kind of this point in my life as an adult where I felt like. I lost everything. My life didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to be. I found myself as a single mom, and so I feel like I hit rock bottom and I'm like, "Well, I can't go any lower, so why not take a chance and try this thing of entrepreneurship and maybe see what you can do with this cookie thing? And so I decided that the thing that would be my bi- biggest hesitation would be if we didn't have a place to live. And so I thought through that, like, well, if anything ever happened and my kids and I had to live with my mom, that's not the the plan. But if we had to go somewhere, we'd have that safe place to go. And so that never happened, and I launched the business. And so here we are today. Janita's Jar is a nationally distributed cookie company, still based here in Minneapolis. Started baking the cookies myself in a commercial kitchen. And this summer we moved to our third party manufacturer and now we're distributing cookies across the country.
0: What an interesting story. And I'm sorry for the difficulties you went through, but did baking kind of become your therapist or your therapy?
1: It definitely was a part of just managing and getting through life. It was how I found meaning in my life because it was those years where it was just really confusing. Your life doesn't look like you thought it would look. You know, I had off-ramped for my career, so I was at home with my kids. And baking was the thing that felt like it was mine. It connected me to something meaningful. It just brought life to my life when I didn't even know I was relying on it for that was kind of going back to your foundation. My foundation was spent in the kitchen connecting with my family, connecting with my family stories. And as an adult, It wasn't some plan. Hey, why don't you bake so you can connect? No, it was what I turned to when I needed a way to escape from the hardship of life. And so it carried me through some of the years. It put a smile on my face on days when I didn't feel like I wanted to smile. And so it was so much more than just making a cookie. It was literally a source of hope for me as I was trying to figure out how do you take the pieces of your life that felt like they were kind of destroyed and shattered? And how do you bring those things together and create something meaningful and something you're proud of? And baking cookies from scratch brought that to me.
0: And isn't that what we hear people say, that they have to go to their happy place or their comfort place? And that definitely was baking for you.
1: Exactly. And again, it wasn't that I thought, oh, look at this. It was literally what I experienced as a child growing up. And I had so much joy in the kitchen. My mother and my grandmother, they really never had recipes around. It literally was just about creating something and then sharing it with someone else.
0: Now, if I peeked in your pantry, do you have the hamburger helper boxes still, still around or did you find out that they weren't as important as you thought they were?
1: I found out it was overrated. You know, it was, it was one of those things where you just want what you can't have or what you didn't have. And so I turned back to what I knew. I've always been a picky eater. And so when you're kind of a picky eater, you have to kind of make things from scratch because you're always putting different things together to create something that you'll eat.
0: You mentioned that you weren't fulfilling your dream of your career. What were you hoping your career was going to be?
1: When I was 12 years old, I always knew that I wanted to go into business. I didn't know at the time what I wanted to do, but I was completely fascinated at the age of 12 from what I was learning about entrepreneurship. And what I knew was that if something didn't exist, an entrepreneur could create it. And so you fast forward to adult life. I I spent my professional career in nonprofit communities, serving youth and family through nonprofits, community serving organizations. There's still that drive in me that wanted to start my own business. I just hadn't defined what it was until later in life. I thought it would be a coffee shop, but I didn't find the right time to figure out that piece. And so it was really the dream of when I was 12 years old of knowing the idea of an entrepreneur creating something and then the fulfillment that came from baking cookies that brought those two things together to create something meaningful in my life. And literally entrepreneurship and the art of baking cookies really came to me and nurtured me and I just had to spend some time figuring out how do I make money doing it.
0: And Janita, other than those early years, did you have any other food background or professional food training?
1: Absolutely not, because I knew that when I became an adult, I would not be in the kitchen because my parents did not have a dishwasher. So my mom said, I don't need a dishwasher because I have eight of them because we were eight kids. Everything was from scratch. My mom was one of those cooks. My mom's an amazing cook and she would use every single pot in the kitchen to make a meal. Even to this day, we tease her where she's definitely an empty nester. Still like, mom, why are there four pans on top of the stove and it's just you? So no, I have no other background than what I watched my family make and then what I had to do as a kid growing up.
0: And the company became Junita's Jar. Tell me about the company.
1: Initially, there were many attempts to try to get a business launched beginning in 2009 by going to farmers market, but that was during really tough years of my life. So I could never really get it off the ground. And at that time, I was trying to build a business called Favorable Treats and we were making frozen dough. And I just never could get it off the ground. So I had to wait until time was right. And so 2018 is literally when I started Janita's Jar. And it's a cookie company and it's literally bite sized cookies that I think are inspired by childhood recipes, the recipes I spent time making when I was growing up. Up, and it's really about satisfying the sweet tooth cravings with the buttery, rich taste of homemade cookies and infusing those cookies with the concept of hope because that's what gave me life. And food is all about giving us life and connections and bringing those two things together to put a positive impact into the world. And so we used our platform initially by doing what we called cookies and conversations. And we would speak to college students about the impact of relationship violence. And we we use cookies as the way to get them to come to the meeting and as a tool to connect people. And then COVID hit in 2020 where we couldn't meet in person. And so we, that's when we went through this process of redesigning our packaging. Our cookie packaging is purple. That color is for domestic violence awareness. And in 2019, I delivered a TED Talk. It's called It All Begins With Hope. And we have that QR code on the back of my cookies. And that tells our brand story. Because, yes, Janita's Jar is all about creating these cookies that remind you of those homemade cookies that you made as a kid. But it literally is a cookie company that's about a message of hope. That's what our key differentiator is because when you see our packaging, when you think about the story behind the brand and when you're enjoying cookies with others, we want you to connect. We want you to think that there's so much more to life, regardless of where you are, or if you are just thinking about it's time for me to step out and do something. We want to infuse that in our bags of cookies in our social media and how we put ourselves in the world as Janita's jar, because that's what we want people to remember us for.
0: And I think back to when I was growing up on a small dairy farm in the 60s and 70s and, and the neighbor, family and friends would come over and the coffee pot would go on and the cookies would come out of the cookie jar. And that's where we would do our social media. We would sit around the table and talk about the kids and the problems of farming and how poor we were. And this just sounds like an extension of that. Pouring a lot of love into product that you hope will carry on when people reconnect.
1: Absolutely what you just described so many people can relate to that concept of being in the kitchen and whether it's tea, coffee, what, milk, whatever that beverage is, and whatever the food item, whether it's a casserole or whether it's dessert, a pastry, people coming together. One, there's a sense of pride in sharing, whether it's sharing a cup of coffee that you just made or cookies that you baked. There's a sense of pride you have when you're sharing your space with someone else, and then you add on the connection. And it just makes, like you said, the social media, the time to connect and build those deeper relationships with others.
0: Well, you launched in 2009. You're making the cookie because of the joy it brought you as a child, hoping to pass that joy along. I want to get to the recipe. Was this something you developed, or is this one coming right out of the family kitchen?
1: The chocolate chip cookies is what I made growing up. And then the other flavors are just recipes that I've adapted and made my own just over the years. I spent time testing, I jokingly laugh and when we were moving to our third party manufacturer when you send over your spec list. And I'm like, well, this is the only kind of flour you can use because I've tested every flour on the market because I didn't like hard cookies, what we used to call them but I knew that I needed a crisp cookie because we were also dealing with shelf life and we didn't want to add preservatives. And so if it was going to be this crispy cookie Okay. I needed to make sure that it was a cookie that I would eat, and I'm a picky eater. And so I tested almost every flour on the market, trying to get the right texture, the right consistency, and making this mini bite-sized cookie, because I wanted to make it enjoyable to eat, not just enjoyable to taste. And so it was inspired by my time in the kitchen. My mother and my grandmother primarily made cakes and pies, but we did make the occasional chocolate chip cookie. And so that's where the chocolate chip cookie recipe came from. We didn't have store-bought desserts growing up. And that's really where my need to make my own cookies came, because I had adapted at my taste buds to the cookies I made growing up.
0: And that's an interesting point that some of our younger listeners might not understand. We didn't buy our pastries and our treats at a store. They were made at home. I don't think I had a store-bought birthday cake until I was an adult. I remember
1: I told my grandmother all I wanted for my birthday and when I was an adult was I wanted her to make my chocolate cake. Because like, that's what I knew. And so till to this day, if I have a store-bought cake, I will never eat the frosting because I never adapted to that taste. So, yes, I still crave some of those. My grandmother's any not in here any longer, so I don't get those birthday cakes anymore. But that's what I used to request.
0: Janita, we want to talk about reception of the product and where it can be found and stuff. But I want to go back for just a second, just to have you talk about your vision and mission on these cookies and how you saw them as a way to spark conversation and maybe spread hope and fill in some blanks there on, on that mission and that vision from Juanita's jar. Sure, and it's really about
1: taking pride in delighting our customers' taste buds with the taste of homemade goodness. As you were saying, sharing your story previously, it's being in the kitchen, connecting with something that you made yourself and sharing it with others. Like there's just a level of joy, regardless of what decade you were born in, regardless of what part of the city, whether it's rural or suburban, wherever you were born, we all can connect with a similar story. And that's at the heart of Janita's Jar. And we know that there's a a sense of enjoyment with snacking. Cookies are an amazing, delicious snack. And then we believe in the power of hope as a brand. And so together it's infusing that enjoyment of snacking and it's infusing that power of hope and creating a better cookie experience. That's how we create space for Janita's Jar. That's how we connect with our community so that they know that when they're looking for not just the cookie, because we have to lead with taste, because if it doesn't taste good, nobody can care about the hope, you have to introduce it with a delicious taste. But we don't want it to just stop there. We really want it to be a better snacking experience. And it's truly based on the connections that you have, even when you're enjoying the cookies and that self-care moment by yourself in that moment of peace in your car before you go into the house. That's still connecting, whether it's connecting with the best part of your day, whether it's connecting with the concert you attended last night for your eight-year-old, or think about the last conversation you had with your grandmother. It's just taking a moment to reflect, enjoy this delicious treat. And think about those things in your life that bring hope to your life. And then hopefully sharing that with others. And that's really what share cookies, spark conversation, and spread hope comes from.
0: We're going to find out about the reception by the consumers, where we can find them, and what the future looks like for you, Junita. But I want to remind our listeners that you're listening to the Ag Innovation News podcast. And today we're visiting with Junita Flowers. She is the founder and owner of Junita's Jar, a place where the cookie and the message are all good. Janita, let's turn to the reception by the consumers. What are you hearing from the taste testers out there?
1: One of our flavors is brown sugar oatmeal. And interestingly enough, that was kind of a mistake flavor. We were making an oatmeal raisin cookie and our cookie depositor, the raisins kept getting stuck. And literally we were having to put raisins in our cookies by hand, which means you cannot scale a cookie company if you're spending an hour making 12 cookies. And it kept jamming up our machine. And I was like, you know, there has to be a better way. And we had to have a cookie that didn't have chocolate in it. And so over time we ended up having that cookie and it's our brown sugar oatmeal cookie. So a cookie that started out as a mistake and sort of a what do we do now has become the cookie flavor that when customers taste it, when they comment about it on social media, when they leave a review on Target.com or our website, they talk about the flavor of our brown sugar cookie and they connect it to a memory. You would have thought I paid people to say this. They lit- that's literally how they describe it. They'll say, this reminds me of that ice cookie of when I was a kid, or, oh my gosh, my grandfather used to make cookies just like this. I mean, they really go beyond just talking about, wow, this is a great cookie, to they connected to a time in their life that they found joy. I mean, it, it speaks to the mission, even though we don't prompt people to say that when they're talking about it. But that's been one of the most fulfilling pieces of feedback that I ever received at the company, is just the constant connection to a story, which speaks to why I launched this company. People love the chocolate chip cookie flavor also what we found is when they when they talk about our chocolate chip cookie flavor, they'll compare it to their favorite. Oh my gosh, this tastes like just mine! and you fill in the blank. This is so good. This is like, my fa- you know, so it's like, it's great that they're doing that. But as we're trying to carve out space for Janita's jar and people to connect with our brand more than just the flavor, we're finding that our brown sugar oatmeal flavor is leading the way and building the space for Janita's jar as a
0: brand. And when they feel that way, they buy a second package.
1: Exactly. We're building that deep connection. <laughs>
0: So where can we find Janita's Jar?
1: Primarily, we've been a wholesale cookie company to other businesses. We actually sell to all of the airport locations for Caribou Coffee. We sell to hotels. You can find us in Target. In 2022, we launched in 350 Target stores nationally. That was just such an amazing opportunity. So now we're celebrating our second Christmas this year in Target stores. Our local Target community has been amazing. We're also, this is our third year at the Department of Dayton's Marketplace downtown St. Paul, but you can find all of our locations on our website and we'd love for customers to look us up and check us out.
0: Janita, we have entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast on a regular basis. Some of them are food entrepreneurs. What did not go well for you through this process that they should maybe be aware of?
1: One of the most things that I find challenging in my journey as an entrepreneur, and especially as a mission-driven entrepreneur, is trying to maneuver and sort of figure out how to successfully manage this balance between the business need for me as the founder to constantly be public-facing versus me wanting to work behind the scenes Settle in sort of and just get things done. And that's been almost an unexpected difficulty, especially in the early years. You're, you're building something and people connect with a small business. People connect us, the founders, with the brand. We are the brand. And so it's important to connect and engage with our customers. When you tie your, your life story to your brand and you're coming with authenticity, you're coming with a genuine need and desire to want to create the positive impact that what you're presenting has had on your life. And then there's that piece where I just need to like check out from it, successfully managing that balance and and learning that it's okay to sometimes say no, even though I am Janita's jar, I represent the brand, but there are times when I have to figure out how do I successfully manage that so I don't deplete myself and so that I don't burn out from something that gives me so
0: much joy. Would you say you're good at that or is it difficult sometimes to pivot?
1: I think I'm constantly learning. The beauty of social media that creates this platform for small businesses to be seen, but it's highly competitive and it's constantly changing. So you're always having to show up in many different ways. And so it's learning how to balance that. One of the things that I had to do was I had to bring on somebody who manages social media because that was a way for me to still show up on social, but to be able to separate myself some and not lose any authenticity, but still letting my brand carve out a name in that space. So I'm still learning how to navigate that and how to be effective at it.
0: What have you learned that you want to share with entrepreneurs? Is there something overall that you'd like to leave them a message?
1: Okay, so for me, entrepreneurship is tied to purpose. For me, it's tied to what I was created and put on this earth to put back into the world. And so for me, it's just realizing that entrepreneurship is a lot like life. There's going to be the wins. There's going to be the losses. There's going to be the highs and the lows, the fear and the boldness. And understanding that there are gonna be times when I have questions that I don't have the answers to, even though I'm the founder of the business. And I have to understand that I wanna show up and I wanna change the world. But even as I wanna change the world, entrepreneurship is changing me. Hopefully it's making me better. Hopefully it's making me more conscientious. Hopefully it's making me a better citizen in our community because entrepreneurship is never about you as the founder only. It's about what you as the founder can both do for your business and build it, but for what you can do to the world and make it better than what it was when you got here. And at the end of the day, entrepreneurship, because for me, it's tied to purpose, it's a gift. And so it's important that I go out and I enjoy it because you can get burned out in this field of entrepreneurship if you're not careful. So figure out how to keep the joy in it. And I have to give it everything I've got while also preserving big pieces of myself for the long term. And then I got to make sure that I'm celebrating every piece of the journey along the way. Because entrepreneurship is not about some destination. It literally is about the change that's happening in you. And the mile markers along the way. And if you don't identify, if you don't celebrate the mile markers, you can spend your time, you can spend your life, you can spend your time as an entrepreneur and never get the joy out of it, never get the meaning out of it that it was created to give to you. So that's what I've taken from it.
0: Janita, I hear joy still in your voice. I think you're enjoying this.
1: I am. I wish I didn't have the, somebody's like, so when do I figure out I've mastered this whole thing? I'm figuring out that. I don't know that that time comes because I haven't got there yet. (laughs)
0: How about the next year or two? I want to ask you long-range future as well, but short-term, next year or two, what's coming up for the company? Are we seeing new products? Are we seeing more distribution? What's on the near horizon?
1: Yes, we have amazing opportunity coming up in 2024 where we'll be able to have an opportunity with a major airline. It just speaks to the hard work that I've been putting into the business. So we're spending a lot of time preparing for that. We just launched our third-party manufacturer, and they've been an amazing partner in this business journey. And so it's continuing to grow and develop that relationship so that I can continue to focus on building relationships with my community and selling our cookies. And so that's what we be in the next year doing.
0: And then long-term, five to 10 years, where do you see this company?
1: So Janita's Jar is a platform for me to be able to inspire women, particularly because that's where my story comes from but inspire women to live their best life and take a chance on themselves. And so that's what I eventually transition to is a platform to be a speaker that inspires and sparks change for women that think, you know, is this it for me? And I'm here to say, absolutely not. And to inspire that spark of joy as they begin to rethink that perspective on their lives. And we all encourage each other and go and live our best lives.
0: Janita, if people are interested more in your story, in your business, in your product, is there a quick and easy place they can go to get more information?
1: Yes, our website is the best place. You can also catch my TED Talk link on my website, and that's janitasjar.com, J-U-N-I-T-A-S-J-A-R.com.
0: And then final word from you. We're going to wrap things up here, but what do you want to leave our listeners with today?
1: I really think it goes back to living your best life. Entrepreneurship has created both a connection to my purpose in life. It's created financial freedom, and it's added so much richness to my story. And while your journey may or may not be entrepreneurship, my challenge is figure out what that thing is and go after it with everything you have because that's what determines our life story. And our life story is just that, something that we're writing every single day. We wake up and we get up and we go and live it, perform it, display it. So go out and give it everything you have because tomorrow is just another day that we're not promised to be able to do what we did today. So do it today.
0: Janita, it's been a pleasure. Good luck in the future and we hope to talk again.
1: Thanks so much, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: We've been visiting with Janita Flowers. She's founder and owner of Janita's Jar, a place where the cookie and the message are all good. Thanks for joining us today. And thank you for listening to the Ag Innovation News Podcast, presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. I want to thank my podcast crew, Lisa Martinez, EURI communications coordinator and editor of this production. To learn more about AURI, visit us at AURI.org.